Welcome to the Global Dance Network podcast. I'm your host, Carolyn Smolik, and I invite you to join the conversation with artists who are passionate about inspiring and equipping you for whatever sphere you find yourself in. This panel session with professional artists and industry leaders, Leslie Lifthelm, Steve Brooks, and Fred Vasallo, will encourage you as they share from their own journeys and experiences. We have Steve Brooks and Leslie Lifthelm, and hopefully Fred Vasallo is going to make it on here as well. Um, welcome, guys. Good to have you. Good to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Why don't you um, just introduce yourselves first a little bit? I know that's always really funny. Introduce yourself as always <laughs> like, oh, I need to like say all the things right. I've ever done or whatever, you know, yeah. up to you. Say whatever you would like. Um, Leslie, why don't you go first? Okay. Hi. Hey, guys. It's very weird talking to you and not knowing who I'm talking Leslie, oh. I'm from South Africa. Um, I've lived around the world. Um, a little bit in Dubai, a little bit in Australia, and now I live in New York City. I have a background mostly in ballet, uh, in terms of dance, and then um, a bunch of other creative fields. I've been studying acting for the last couple of years. Um, I paint, design costumes, stuff like that. So um, yeah, that's a little bit of me. Awesome. Yeah, Leslie de does a little bit of everything. She always uh, blows me away with her different talents. I'm a bit jealous, but, you know, no jealousy in the kingdom. Okay, Steve, why don't you introduce yourself? Hey, everyone. Um, great to be here. Um, I'm Steve Brooks. Uh, just putting everything in just a few sentences. I currently am on the faculty at Vassar College. I teach dance, and I'm the resident choreographer. Uh, in terms of my Previous professional experience, I, I was in New York. I danced um, at, at the Ailey School. I was in Ailey too. And then um, for over a decade, I was uh, a dancer and became a principal dancer with Martha Graham Dance Company. So the classes I teach generally are informed by, by that background. I still freelance quite a bit um, and, and choreograph when I'm asked to. But uh, it's a pleasure to be here. Awesome. And we met, um, well, I guess through maybe Hillsong College because yeah, we yeah. there. My daughter was going to Hillsong, and she knows you, uh, Kirsten, and um, so there was that connection as well. Uh, but it's, yeah. Yeah, it's been a few years now. It's yeah, that, and she's still there? No, she graduated, and she's now living in San Francisco, uh, okay. but she's attending Hillsong Church in San Francisco. Okay, she made it She made it back across. <laughs> yes, she did. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and welcome, Fred. Good to have you. Yes, I'm so excited. So, so good to be here with everyone. Yeah, why don't you just introduce yourself briefly so we know who you are. Yeah, awesome. So my name is Fred Vassallo. I'm a hip-hop dance uh, choreographer, speaker, and educator. Uh, passion for activating and equipping people into their calling, specifically in dance and more specifically in the area of hip-hop dance. And then uh, a special kind of focus on setting the captives free through movement mm. and believing that um, movement is one of the quickest ways to release people from different areas of bondage in their life. And I believe that the Lord is calling 
us in this time to really pursue that in all genres and all forms. So, um, so I'm excited. My background grew up as a hip hop dancer, started break dancing uh, when I was like uh, third grade, and then became a professional uh, commercial dancer uh, in my teenage years and started uh, doing tours and all kinds of stuff like that. And then got saved and thought that you couldn't dance and be a Christian. And um, then the Lord broke all that off of me and then showed me, hey, there's something way bigger to this than uh, what you thought it was. And so that's my quick testimony in a, in a snapshot. Um, but now I activate and equip uh, people all over the world and then specifically also with children and getting kids to be activated. So I was responsible for the Bethel Music kids and the bright ones and activating them with movement and dance. And um, now I'm excited to be here with you guys. Yay, awesome. Um, yeah, I don't even know how Fred and I met. Somehow, I think I just messaged him on Instagram or something and then we connected <laughs> and then he taught for us in LA and um, your family is awesome and so much fun and I love your family so good to have you okay we're gonna jump straight in we have people from all over the world I've got a few questions and we'll see if any of them have questions as we go along um, I really felt to invite you guys because you're all uh, not just because you're professionals in your field but because um, I know that you have something to say that you've grown in in your relationship with God and things you've experienced, and I think people need to hear about it. Okay, Leslie, so you have two stunning little children. Maybe they're not even that little anymore, but they're, you know, they're growing up. But um, And you're in New York, and, I mean, now is maybe a bit different because of lockdown and all this stuff, but when and how do you find the time or make the time to express yourself creatively, artistically, and you said at the start you do a few things, but like, how do you even, how do you do that? Or what's, how do you set priorities? Right, well, I have to say it took me a couple years and I'm still trying to figure out um, as the kids' stages grow and change, everything feels different almost every single year. So the first few years, I felt like my entire life was was parenting. Um, I didn't have a job where, so I was a full-time mom for for the first, you know, four or so years. Um, and I think it took me quite a while till I realized how much I needed to prioritize my creative expression, um, and that it was almost more harmful to our family, to to myself. life um, to, to kind of hide it beneath this cloak of motherhood. Um, yeah, so I wish there was like this wonderfully easy answer, but the truth is I sleep less than I ever used to. I eat faster. I shower less often. I, you know, it's, it's basically you, you trim down your life. You streamline all of the, the routines and things that you think are essential in your life to prioritize what you want to do. And I think um, I think the first seed of that is understanding how important it is. Uh, growing in knowledge that even though it is going to exhaust you and take more effort and stuff, that it is a priority. And another thing is um, investing in it in whatever way you can. In some stages of your life, you can invest in it more in terms of time, physical presence, involvement in communities um, within that 
that skill or that craft. And at other times, maybe you have more finances or um, other ways. So, you know, for me, I actually had to decide to rent rehearsal space for myself, which I could be doing. I could be whatever I'm working on. The thing is at home, I'm so distracted by laundry and cooking and life. Um, I actually have to actively invest by financially in my skills. Um, yeah, so that's what I say. Streamline everything and actually invest your time, your efforts, your exhaustion, your finances. It's, it's worth it. So good, so good. I love that. We actually had someone say, I can relate with her, and I know this girl um, has a daughter, and so she's also navigating that. So mm. thank you for that. Um, so you're, you're also talking about, we have, you know, we have different seasons, and sometimes you focus on, obviously, you have to focus on motherhood, especially the first few years. So Steve, yeah. speaking of seasons, this is an mm -hmm. interesting season. Um, what do you think the God is doing in the artist community in this season? Right, right now. Right. Well, first, kudos to Leslie and all the mothers out there that have to keep all those balls up in the air. That's just amazing. I like to say that first off. But um, yeah, it's um, this has been an unexpected season, and the word that I keep getting um, is reset. Um, that this is a time of real reset, and I don't, you know, I don't throw that out haphazardly. But everything has been kind of flatlined uh, once the pan the pandemic began. Uh, so even people in the most largely established companies or uh, struggling artists, everybody's kind of at the same place of just, you know, uh, dealing with everything just being shut down. And I think that it's an opportunity more than it is an inconvenience. I think we have to see it that way, that um, always when, when there's a reset, there's an opportunity to reevaluate your priorities, your approach, just how, and also just your appreciation of just human contact and interaction, those things that I think we sometimes tend to take for granted. Um, I think that, um, uh, that we have to be even more urgent. I, I appreciate what Fred was sharing, his passion, and then how he's just really become a minister of the arts. But I think we have to prioritize just that aspect of it as well during this time that when we come out of this that there'll be a, even a deeper urgency about uh, the integrity of the arts um, how the arts reflect the nature of God um, and also um, uh, realizing that the technology that we're using now probably won't go away uh, I think we're going to come out to a hybrid that there'll still be studio classes and people yearning for that but this is going to be uh, a part uh, another arm as it were or I should say tool that's going to be used uh, for dance and for the kingdom. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Um, so we're definitely heading into a into a new normal. And you you were sharing a little bit on um, hoping that the integrity of art, you know, that that would come out even more and would would remain, which I think is is happening right now as well, and that it all come up to the surface, both in the in the Christian sphere as well as um, let's say outside of that, I think even, and people are looking for that truth right. within it. So, um, Fred, uh, actually, before we continue, Fred has to leave at quarter two because he's teaching another class. So I'm just letting everyone know, Fred and you, you're released to go in case we go past it. Okay. <laughs> cool. So, um, Fred, what, um, how would you tag on to that? And what do you think God's been doing in you in this time in your art? 
Yeah, I, I, I was hearing both of you guys uh, like I'm getting so excited right now and so filled. Um, and Leslie, that's a lot of my wife's testimony too that you shared, which is awesome because uh, actually tagging both of those together, I do believe that this time is a time for even families to rise up in ministry and that God is calling uh, families to come together to create in the arts. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's that that aspect. Um, and then, yeah, what Steve was even saying about, I think this, this is an integral time for, for artists to actually have the impact that we were called to impact. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I truly believe that the ownership of all of this is is supposed to be ours. And I, when I say ours, I mean the people of God. And when I say the people of God, God, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So this is actually a promise for everyone who is in existence. And when we come into salvation, I believe that's when we actually experience the true connection for the true divine purpose of our gifts, callings, and abilities. And for artists, I feel like this is the time where um, as believing artists that we need to be seeking the face of God more than anything because this is this is a moment where we're being brought wide out into the open and and it has to do with the end time revival and everything I mean we're we're supposed to be on the forefront we're supposed to be on the front lines and um, and I think the past is the past where we've the artists have been subjugated to the background or to cute little presentations every now and then and now it's like actually this is a ministry that is just as important and just just as valid as any other one. And I always say like this in movement, that Christ gave his whole body. So Romans 12, 1 and 2, to offer your body as a living sacrifice. So Christ didn't go up there and just give his vocal cords. He didn't go up there just so a single hand can be raised. He actually gave his entire body for us. And so is our, I believe, our calling to give our entire bodies back to him for the purposes of worship. And, and obviously, I'm going to be speaking uh, in, in the area of movement. And I believe that we're called for transformational art in movement. And this is the Global Dance Network, so we're isolating it to that. Of course, it crosses all spheres of influence and all genres. But in movement, I do believe that um, that there is a unique uncovering that's happening amongst believing artists that are dancers and choreographers, that God is revealing truths in movement and the ability to tell his stories through movement. And that there's something that's actually physically and spiritually released in the atmosphere when we partner with with God in in our movement. So I do believe that training is is important because it's excellence and it's also vocabulary. And I say this all the time, like I could go to another country that I don't speak the language and I could be an effective minister on some level, but then when if I learn the language, I can reach more people. So your training and equipping is important because that is opening up your vocabulary to reach more people. Yes, we can just stand in a moment and God can come sweep in and prophetically we can hear and do, but he also does require training. And your training and equipping is so that you can be more effective to reach others and to teach others and to heal. So, sorry, I'm, I'm starting to bubble up here in passion. <laughs> I, love, I love it. Greg, you have so much wisdom to share all the time. I want to in awe, seriously. Um, and, and what I love about you, and you were saying that earlier, is that you you didn't grow up in church, you know, and then you, you but God, you know, he knew, and you were dancing, and you had that passion in you, and then 
you met him and and he like just downloaded all this wisdom into yeah i'll never i'll never forget that moment because i was on my knees literally bawling my eyes out because there was an actual sorrow because there was an actual loss because i actually had to surrender my gifts onto him and i was willing to quit it all i just said god the kingdom of god is here all of this that I love, my passion, the things that my identity was wrapped into, my vocation, all of that was connected into this. And then I realized, actually, the kingdom of God is the greater thing. That's actually what I'm actually born and called and created for. So on the scale, there really is no comparison, but it still hurts because I have to give this up. And when I emptied myself completely out of that, that's when I heard the voice of the Lord say, thank you. Now, let me show you the true power and the true purpose. So sometimes it does take us that full surrender that like hey i'm giving this up not like oh i'm gonna give it up and now i'm gonna take it back or i'm just gonna like sort of give it up no it's like actually i'm letting all of this go and then that's the moment that god says great now you gave me room now i can breathe on it now let me show you what the original design for this is and your role to play because i do believe we all have a role to play in it all because we're the body of christ we're not one big giant eyeball not one big giant arm but we're the body of christ and we all need each other coming together because he's equipped us in different areas like a global dance network like a global <laughs> dance network. Um, so on that note since we're on this kind of uh what do you call it on this kind of highway let's go to leslie so what would you say about if someone asks you well how do you worship god through your art and i'm not uh, through artistic endeavors not just art painting which you're incredible at but through our art how would you answer that <laughs> Very simply, I would say you just do it. You don't need to worry about whether it is worshipful or not. That takes place in your relationship with Jesus. And you just concentrate on getting to know who Jesus is and spending time with him. And what comes out of you artistically, it will be worship. It doesn't, you know, there's not a, uh, you know, uh, I don't really know what else to say on that. Yeah, it's not a formula. It's just simple. Like, yeah. And I think of where it will live. We sometimes think because, um, you know, I always go back to this analogy where, you know, flowers bloom all around the world. Some of them we see, some of them we don't. Some are deep in forests that no human has ever even seen, but they just do what they were created to do. I often go back to the very first verse in the Bible. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. He created. We are made in his image. We are designed to create. And the only way that we are not worshiping is if we are not creating. We are not doing. And that can look so field or something else. But just do. Just just keep your eyes on Jesus' eyes and then just have fun, be curious, play, don't put pressure. It doesn't have to be serious. It doesn't have to have a moral. I've done a lot of different works and some of them have been like, um, you know, I I painted a picture of a little kid holding a kite just because I felt like it. And years later, a friend of my father's was like, you have no idea how much seeing that in your parents' home meant to me of me becoming childlike and free before God again. And I, there was nothing spirit. 
mm -hmm. like what I wanted to do in that moment. Mm -hmm. So I would just say, keep your eyes on him. And yeah, I, I had a thought, I'm not sure if this is the right moment to share it, but uh, one of my favorite verses in the Bible, I, I, I could remember it by words. I didn't remember where it was from originally, but um, there was a, a guy in the Old Testament when uh, uh, they were building the tabernacle who uh, God said, ask this guy, I can't pronounce his name, uh, to, uh, to make um, most everything because I skilled him with his right hand and his left hand. And I've always felt so like, um, just keep working, work and work on your skill. I 100% agree with what Fred was saying. You can't, you can't, um, you know, it, the, the ownership is on you to, to increase your skill, but um, where you, you know, where that lands, where that lives, if there's an, a church audience, a, a world audience, a no audience, a God only audience, mm -hmm. that's not your job. Yeah. Very good. That's great. Very good. Great. I love that. Great. I love that. Yeah. Um, someone was saying they're super encouraged to hear about everyone's journeys. So, yeah. okay. <laughs> um, I'm going to jump to to Steve and then back to Fred. So, Steve, how has dance or your art helped inform your relationship with God, or maybe your relationship with God has helped inform your dance, or, right, right. or maybe it's an exchange? You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I so appreciate what you were sharing, Leslie. I just want to say that off the bat because, you know, I think one of the problems, and I'll answer your question, uh, Carolyn, but uh, one of the challenges is that I think we, as believers, we, we think sometimes that God only speaks through words. Like, you know, uh, you know, faith comes by hearing and hearing the word of God. So there's this kind of notion that any revelation of truth and, and God's nature has to come by somebody speaking it out. And God is so much larger than that. You know, um, there's a scripture in Psalm 19 that says, the heavens declare the glory of God and day and night they pour forth speech and there's no place that the word is not heard. So God's always speaking and revealing himself. And what what better, you know, vehicle to do that than to dance in the arts, you know? Mm -hmm. And so um, I, I know most of my career was, was, was in uh, professional companies that were not connected with the church at all. But I had this great sense that, that and I had this urgency that whatever I did, you know, as it says, like in Colossians 3, 23, it was really done unto the Lord. So in some way, the nature of God, the reflection of God was going to be revealed in what I was doing. And I think we have to believe that as artists. Believer artists, I think we have to do that. Uh, when you think about the, 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 the temple furnishings, which is, I think is what you were alluding to, Leslie, uh, or, or, or maybe it was uh, in, in later section, but, um, but when they were getting the temple, when Moses was getting the, the temple furnishing, he had... Uh, the, the Lord said, see, I have anointed Bezalel, you know, uh, with, 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 yeah, with, um, you know, with the ability and skill to, to and craftsmanship, you know, there was an anointing on his ability to create. And I think God's nature, he still does that today. He anoints, you know, he anoints his craftsmen to be able to do good work. And so there's a, there's an exhort, there's an exhortation, there's a, there's a responsibility that we have to really do things excellently, okay? Not only because it should be done, but also it reveal, it's closer to revealing God's nature, you know? So anyway, uh, to answer your question, I think that, you know, the, the having to do the craft of dance oftentimes brings me closer to that revelation of God being revealed, you know? And so uh, my connection is not so much that every dance that I do has a liturgical bent or is it attached to scripture, but that the gifting and the calling being irre irre irrevocable reveals God's nature in some way, or that's at least my hope. Mm, mm. 
Yeah, so good. And you have, um, what, at what age did you actually start dancing? I was a I was a really 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 late bloomer. I mean, it was like I was like 2021 20, when I started, but then I I was in turbo mode for the four years daily. You know, I mean, they just you know 18 classes a week. I lost 20 pounds the first month. <laughs> I was there 20, and there's not much to lose, so it was just pretty bad. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so I mean, it was it was just turbo. But you know, and I had to do catch up. You know, I was standing standing at the bar with people like six years younger than me. You know and stuff but you know and but god had his way and and i had certain i guess core you know abilities and it, it went from there so it's mm. been a, a journey with him in that hey look god if you're listening it's never too late you know something i think people think oh i'm whatever 20 18 or whatever age it's too late i even feel like i'm a better dancer than i was 10 years ago you know like i mean my back might hurt a little bit more but i still <laughs> yeah um, so, Fred, before you have to go, I want to ask yes. you to share. Um, you have lots of stories. I remember you sharing stories when we met in LA. What's maybe mm. one story where you really experienced the power of God through movement, through moving, through you? Just share one one story that you think will. I mean, they'll all inspire and encourage our people. But yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> uh, hmm. Honestly, the probably the first, the most dramatic one, and I'll and I'll have to do the abbreviated version of it because this this was the one that really set in motion to me early on that movement is is bigger than I thought it was. And growing up as a professional performing artist, you're taught you know entertain the crowd, blah blah blah, all, all of those those things. And I think that's actually a, a distorted actual purpose. The, the actual purpose of all art is to serve. And our lives are to be ministers or servants of God. And our, our, our work should be service unto others. And even Leslie, that painting that you created, that was a service unto that person for, for an expected time. So I think the first, and the, this was probably the most dramatic one, is um, there's a bigger backstory which we won't have time to go into. And I apologize, the lighting here is like, I'm like burning by the sun. <laughs> the, the, the most dramatic one was the, um, I had been fasting. My wife and I were fasting along with our church and we were doing uh, a sort of a corporate fast. And at the time I was really seeking the Lord about movement and dance and learning to listen to his voice and hear his voice. And um, he, uh, while we were in the service, we were doing sort of what you call like a prophetic activation where you kind of wrote down on uh, pieces of paper all these things that separated you from the life and the love of God. And then you were to bring them to the front altar and rip them up and throw them on the altar is sort of like a sign of consecration onto the Lord, right? Because that was the whole purpose. So as I'm sitting there with my paper in hand, I hear the Lord say to me, Fred, when you go up there, I want you to dance on all of those papers. And of course, I'm a, I'm a new believer even at this point. I'm like, what? I'm not going to do that. They're going to be like, security, please get the uh, wacko who's all jumping onto the stage. And it was a very, you know, it was a charismatic church, but it was still like, you know, there were like four armor bearers. And it was like, it wasn't just like a free for all is what my point is. Um, and so uh, we go, I go up to the front. I, it was my turn in line. I rip up the paper. I throw it on the thing. And then I sort of like 
tap my foot onto the step, like literally just extend my toe onto the stage. And that was going to be my dancing on all of the stage. And as soon as my foot hit the stage, um, I hear the voice of the Lord like thunder go, I said dance. And I felt my, my body just jump onto the stage. And in that moment, and this is a, this is a bigger testimony, but I'll give this the snapshot version. Basically, in that moment, everything around me sort of just changed. The dimensions changed. I felt like I was in the midst of a cloud, and all I heard were the sounds of wind, uh, like of the crackling of fire, and then the conga player who was literally just like on fire. And percussion is something that internally moves me. And so in that moment, I heard all of those sounds, and then those sounds, and I'm like moving, and I feel like I'm actually moving like in slow motion. I'm just like, I hear the sounds in real time, and my body's moving. I feel like, and then all of a sudden, I hear the sounds of shrieking and moaning, and all these sort of, sort of demonic, like crazy sounds. And so I'm like, what is that? And then all of a sudden, I felt peace. And I got off the stage and then I sort of like awkwardly like, what was that? And I thought maybe uh, that was just something in my head. What did that really happen? And I go and sit back down and my wife's like, nope, that really happened. It was definitely the Lord. And, and so then we leave. And as we're leaving, I get stopped with testimony after testimony of people saying, you don't know what happened to me, but something happened inside of me while you were dancing and I felt like you were dancing my freedom and all of a sudden as I've set my eyes on, on what you're doing I could feel the freedom in my body that you were dancing on stage and then they got even more dramatic where people said oh all of a sudden I sensed this like this woman said she felt like there was like claws in her back and they felt like they just ripped off of her back and she had more movement and mobility in her shoulders so I know that sounds kind of wild there is biblical precedent for all this but we don't have time in a you know a 30 minute call to to explore it all but all of that to say is it that day it was well part of god's response to me when i surrendered my gifts to him he said i will show you the true power and purpose of movement which i believe that's not just for me that's for all of his people all of his children he's like i have something that i've gifted and assigned each one of you to do and an impact that i've assigned for you and an audience and then that is just going to spread. And that's how the kingdom of God keeps expanding and expanding and expanding. And no one can take credit for it because it's his design. And we're built and made in his image and his likeness. And so we're doing his will and his work. And, and then everything gets advanced. And so that was really what struck me because it showed me, hey, move, you just changed my paradigm of what movement is. It's not me just jumping on the stage and going, look at me, look at me, look at me. I'm cool. Look at this cool. Look at this cool. Oh, did you see that move? Did you see that move? Instead, it was like, hey... There's something here that's transformational. There's something here, and I believe it exists in all art specifically, that is transformational in nature, that bypasses the intellect, but though it can intercept and intercede in the intellect, but it bypasses, it goes straight to the heart, and it communicates God's heart. And that's why it's important that we stay close to God's heart and that we're listening so that we can be obedient to when he says, hey, get up on stage and you're your natural mind is going to go, no, I'm not going to do that. That's breaking this rule and that rule and this rule. And if God said it and you obey, then you'll see the blessing and the reward in all of that. Mm -hmm. Wow. 
I'm glad you shared that story because that's the that's one of the stories I was thinking of because I remember hearing it and just being yeah. blown away. Yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you so much. If you have to go, I'm going to let you go. So Fred's going to go. I do. He's yeah. going to teach for Bethel School of Creativity. Go well. Yes. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye, Steve. Bye, Bye Leslie. Bye, nice Take to care. meet you guys here. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Carolyn. Lots of love. Hey, if you guys have any questions, you can post them in the chat, and um, we still. I'm going to go five more minutes. So, um, gosh, I don't even know where to go from there. I don't even have a final question. I just feel like you two might have something to share that you would anything you would like to share. Maybe something that that has sparked, or um, something that God's been teaching you, or look, whatever. I just, well, I, I just want to just say I just so appreciate it. Uh, both, both Fred and Leslie. Uh, but Leslie, I really appreciate. Uh, uh, what you were sharing, you know, about just doing it, about this kind of freedom that we have to just go out and just and trust that God will be expressed in that. Because I do believe that we can just have a kind of myopic or tunnel vision how God moves, you know, and and um, His nature is so large, yes. He wants to say so much. We have an opportunity to do that in everything that we do. So I just, you know, I just wanted to say that I really appreciated, you know, your kind of sharing from that thing. Thank you, thank you, and. Like, I feel what everybody else has been sharing are the very things that I feel God's been working over the years in my heart. I, If I could say something, I would encourage everybody who's listening to go and read Exodus um, 35 and 36. Those are the chapters uh, that we were, you know, Bezalel, is that, right. is that how I pronounce his name? Um, and it's there's a beautiful, I think it's not just... Uh, it says something about, and God has given, anointed him with wisdom and skill. And there's a beautiful unity of, yeah. it's not one or the other. Yeah. There's such a, I feel when I read those two chapters, there's such a delight in God watching you enjoy what you're doing and doing it skillfully. And therein lies the glory to his name. Right. Um, yeah. So I would, I would just say, if you have time to go and read those two chapters and also, you know, the tabernacle was a foreshadowing of the temple right. um, in David's day. And then obviously the temple was a foreshadowing of Jesus and us being mm -hmm. Those two chapters talk a lot about um, they were creating everything that they needed for the tabernacle, these mm -hmm. cloths, these um, ornaments, and um, the external, the furniture, all these things. And it, it felt more directly how I think we perceive it sometimes that glorifying God lives so much within the church building, within the church uh, meetings, institution, as it were, but we are the temple of God. Mm. Now, you know, our bodies are living. Exactly. You know. yeah. And I think just as much as those skills were um, employed in that day to glorify God through every little detail of the robes of the priests, the candlesticks, etc., we can we can glorify God in every single part of our day-to-day -day lives. Yeah. You know, the joy with which we make earrings that people may buy because that is our gift that is our you know yeah. what we've been gifted with i think um, yeah i love that i love that thing if we have time that just in on you know to piggyback on what fred was saying um i can't remember his exact words sorry i'm like my brain never really flows <laughs> very 
you know, <laughs> logically. But um, I think we sometimes really have to question um, what we are creating for because it's actually for the glory of our own egos. And I think that is where things go terribly wrong. Like, he, you know, everything that he was saying about um, laying it down and then God teaches you how you can pick it back up or everything that he was saying when he was in that wonderfully holy moment, there was nothing about him. Yeah. Every art form that I've ever been a part of, there comes a point where you, you have absolutely zero focus on yourself. As a dancer, you can't have any self-awareness and it, it will just stiffen you up or it will glorification instead of dancing, you know, listening, feeling, doing with your body. Um, in acting, it's the same. Every ounce of your attention is outside of yourself. In painting, it's you're, you're, you're so focused on what you're seeing. So just to encourage you as artists also to, 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 if you're going through a moment where things feel stuck, where you feel discouraged, where things are, um, uh, uh, I'm not sure the word, take your attention off of yourself First of all, put it back onto Jesus. Mm -hmm. And that in each of your fields, there will be, a, there's a lifeboat, as a teacher once told me, there's a lifeboat of, um, yeah, dance, just listen to the music. Mm -hmm. Art, just, just look, draw what you see, not what you think you see. Um, just as a way of getting your ego out of the way and being able to create from a pure place. Mm -hmm. yeah. Very yeah. good. Yeah. Caroline, can I just do a shameless plug, like 10 seconds for it? There's a book called Is There a Dancer in the House by Michelle Laney. I don't know if you've read it, but, but it was, rarely do I read a book cover to cover. And I was flying back from Australia to New York. And I just, I started, you know, when I took off from Sydney and then finished it by the time I landed in New York. And it's, I just think it's a great resource for people understanding just how dance fits in the grand scheme of things, not only in worship, but just in the kingdom. I, it's just, there's so much great insight from someone who's really been out there and has done totally. that. But it's in the dance in the house. Uh, is there a dance in the house by Michelle Laney? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Amazing yeah. book. Maybe we'll, we'll put it in the chat, what it's called. Okay. Um, yeah. Hey, Steve, can you pray for us as we finish? Uh, okay, sure, sure. Father, we just uh, celebrate you, Lord God, and we take we don't take it lightly that you say that the heavens declare the glory of God. And when we look forth, God, today, and we take in we take in, Lord God, all of nature, God, you're speaking in all of that, God. But also, God, you're speaking in, in the image bearers of Christ, Lord God, because Father, Lord God, all humans were made in your image, and those of us who know you, Lord God, we are called to be reflectors of your glory, Lord. And so I I pray for every artist out there, Lord God, that's trying to find or make rhyme or reason about their giftings, Lord God, as they lay it at the altar, Lord God, as they draw near to you, Lord God, they will reflect you, Lord God. And I pray, Father, that in these times, as there's this divine reset, we will use this as a time to really get to know the, the strategies, the heavenly strategies that are specific for this time, that we would have greater levels of sensitivity and greater appreciation, Father, for all that you've already given us, Lord God. Father, we just celebrate your goodness in all things, Lord God. So I just decree and declare a blessing over everyone in the sound of our ears, Lord God. I pray that, Father, the kingdom would advance. I pray that in these days we would see a revival in the church we've never known before that is even as uh, 
Leslie said it would be outside of the walls of the church, Lord God, in the streets and in our communities, that your glory would be revealed so people will get to know just how good you are. So again, thank you for this time. Bless Global Dance Network, bless the vision, bless the kingdom, and we honor your name in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. I was just thinking, I can't wait till we get to sit around. A I know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think we would all chat for days, but. Yeah, yeah. All of us rolled in. Yeah. Thank yeah. you so much. Thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. We trust you are inspired and equipped to take your next step. Be sure to hit subscribe and follow us on social media to stay connected with all things GDN.